Welcome to the Money Wise Women Show, brought to you by MoneyMorphosis.com. Are you ready to be inspired to upgrade your financial skills? Listen to feminine leaders sharing practical advice and valuable insights. Shift your money mindset, improve communication skills, and learn financial management tips. Although we do not provide investment advice, you can check out MoneyMorphosis.com. That's money com to find simple ways to boost your true wealth. Welcome to the show. This is Crystal Arnold, your hostess of Money Wise Women and founder of Money Morphosis. Oh, today I invite everyone to take a moment here as we settle into the show and imagine back to a time when you felt there was magic in the air, when you felt like you were, um, there were synchronicities in your life where the universe was conspiring with you for your greatest good, where resources were flowing, perhaps where just the right relationships and people were appearing to support you in bringing forth your biggest um, gifts and talents. Mm. So really savoring that memory of, of magic in your life. And, and today we want to inspire you to invite back in what our guests uh, guest calls natural magic. And um, before I introduce uh, our guest, Natalie Taggart, um, I'd like to share about what I call genuine generosity, because it's very connected to what we were just talking about. Um, I feel like there is a genuine generosity within each one of us. And it's like, you know, when you're in the flow state, when you're offering your gifts, when your mind and your ego has, has taken back seat to your soul and your ability to give generously. And um, I, you know, we can also imagine that the universe or God source, whatever name you'd like to give this animating force is genuine generosity. It's what brought us life, that spark of light at conception and um, brought us here at birth and the genuine generosity of, of our parents, um, no matter what their shortcomings may, may have been, that they um, really provided for us as, as babies when we had really nothing to give as young infants. And so we are here because of this genuine generosity. And I like to invite clients and people I work with to connect again with this, this um, flow of source. And, um, and perhaps it could also be called magic, this way in which we are great creators and can uh, achieve and create things which are beyond what our minds can possibly even imagine. And so uh, it's with great delight that I um, bring uh, to you, Natalie Ann Taggart. 
She is an amazing women's leadership and business coach who specializes in supporting intuitive, empathetic women to really get over their fear of putting themselves out there so they can create lives and businesses that feel like magic. And uh, she has a free five-day confidence course uh, that we'll share the link uh, below too. And um, so, Natalie, I am so excited to have you here with us today. I would love to begin just by hearing from you about uh, what most excites you in the work that you do with these entrepreneurs? Totally. And thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be talking about magic and synchronicity and money today with you. And I love that concept of generosity because that's really what natural magic is about, right? About being generous with our gifts and sharing that from a heart-centered place. So I just love all of that. And it's such a good question, what excites me most about my work, because my work is very story-based. Like, I share a lot around my personal experience and now how that translates into the work that I do now with my clients. And the thing that is most exciting to me is seeing that shift and that click of when it really just locks into place and a woman in particular, but people in general, when they realize, oh, like, it doesn't have to be so hard and my fear is not real and I do have something important to share and I'm just going to go out and fear, you know, can take a back seat and I'm just going to share what I have to share because I can't not do it because it naturally is just flowing out of me and I'm going to be generous with my expertise and my gifts and my being and I'm just going to go out there and kick some serious booty. And it's just such a beautiful thing to witness and also, I just feel so grateful because, you know, I benefit too. We all benefit from each of us sharing our gifts. So it's just there's a wonderful magic that happens in that moment. And it's just it's so good. <laughs> yes. And I really sense from you just um, how powerful it is to, to work with someone like you who believes in you, you know, believes in someone and can really uplift someone and help them see their true potential and believe in their, themselves, ultimately. Um, so I, I can imagine that's very um, effective for people as you support them in that way. Um, and I love this phrase, natural mm -hmm. magic. Yeah. And I, I'd love to hear more about what Natural Magic is and why you chose that name for your business. Totally. And it's so funny. It's such a long story, but I'll try and give you the abridged version. Um, but Natural Magic came about really because it's my journey as well. And I didn't set out thinking, okay, this is going to be the name of my program. This is going to be the name of my business. Um, I went full-time in my coaching business almost two and a half years ago. And at the time, I was going to be a wellness coach for 
corporate women who were struggling with anxiety and self-doubt. So similar to what I do now, but kind of different um, angle on it. And when I started to build this business and promote myself, I ran smack into a lot of what I talk about now, which is the fear and self-doubt that can hold us back from putting ourselves out there, from sharing our gifts, from talking about ourselves in a way that feels really aligned. And it took me about six months to do that work for myself of like, oh my gosh, okay, if I can't get over this, like I'm not going to have a business, right? Like no one can see me. I'm not finding any clients. I, but I was really just so scared. And so it took following these synchronicities and trusting in, in really a force that I couldn't see of just, okay, like I know I'm supposed to be doing this and I'm also so scared. So please universe, show me the way and listening to my guidance and taking these, you know, inspired actions, even though I had no idea how it was going to turn out. And eventually things started to click. I signed a couple clients and I signed a couple more clients and I was like, Oh, okay. And I started studying feminine power and the divine feminine and getting in touch with our, our natural rhythms and cycles. So that's where the natural comes from. And then realizing, oh, my path has been so fueled by these synchronicities and coincidence, quote-unquote coincidences. I don't believe in coincidences, but, um, you know, really the magic that happens when you can meet the world from that place. And so then that's where the magic comes from. Okay, I'm going to just put myself out there even though I'm scared and meet the world from this way. And then when you do that, the universe can't help but conspire to support you. And so that's where the magic comes from. And it really has this double meaning of like, okay, your natural magic is is your gift and the thing that you're here to do. And it's also, you know, what happens when you can start taking action and, and put yourself out there from that place. So, mm. so that's real. It, yeah, but it was not at all, all like, okay, I'm sitting at my desk, like, what should this be? You know, it was very much this process of experiencing and tweaking and adjusting and, you know, and then finally, like, okay, I see how all these pieces fit together. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's really, uh, it's, it's such a great combination of, of words and meaning. And it, it makes me think, well, what is the opposite of natural? It's artificial and there's this sense of a lot of effort and energy that goes into totally. artificial and and versus Force you know the natural and yeah. right and it's like the natural impulse that all the plants are growing up in my garden and just there is that thing if we tend to it and align with the natural force of life that um, there's less resistance and less suffering and we're just able to, you know, really uh, lead a more satisfying and, and prosperous life. Um, 100%. And- it's so funny. I, I just have one more thing about that. I was, um, I live in LA and there's the super bloom this spring because we had so much uh, rain this past winter and I went this past weekend outside the city to go see it and I had that same thought walking a lot it's poppies literally for hills and hills and hills and I had that same thought of you know oh my gosh these poppies aren't 
scared of what the poppy next to them is doing or comparing themselves to the next poppy. They're just enjoying the sun, you know, and just being themselves. So totally. That's a great image. (laughs) Yes. That we, yeah, it's, it's so funny. So especially, you know, how, tell me a little bit more, like how can finding your natural magic um, impact your relationship with money? Yes, it is such a good question. So a big piece of it is confidence and feeling empowered. So we're in that space of a muted, that fear of, you know, what are people going to think about me? Or does it sound okay? And we're feeling self-conscious. That kind of disempowerment can also translate into our relationship with money of feeling afraid of it or feeling like we don't have enough of it or worrying about how we're going to get our next client or our next paycheck or, you know, whatever the top of mind fear is. And so when we're living from that place of our natural magic, again, you feel this sense of I am supported and I can be confident to go out there and take action knowing even though I don't know exactly where it's going to come from, I know that it's going to come and I can take action feeling good about that. Um, And I think too, it goes back to what you were saying about the forced and artificial, like when we're kind of contriving or coming from a scarcity mindset, just feels a lot different. And when we can come from the natural magic place, everything flows better. Mm, yes, there's uh, such a power to authenticity and being able to um, trust our own unique gifts and just really how powerful that authentic voice is in a world that has so much um, information and, you know, we're kind of barraged by, by different people's opinions and, and people oh, trying to... all the time. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and how many people are really trying to fit into a box to make a living, you know? And I feel like we're really seeing the younger generations who are needing to be more entrepreneurial and, and a little more creative because some of those nine to five jobs just aren't going to be there in the, in the coming there. years. Yeah. And I see yeah. this too with when you're starting your business or, um, you know, getting out there in any kind of new venture, right? You want to look to, okay, well, what's worked, what's worked in the past? Maybe I'll take this course. And, you know, if I follow this checklist, steps one through five, I'll have my successful business. But what, you know, I experienced and what a lot of my clients experience is that it misses trying to follow those steps or quote unquote how it's done before misses all this magic that's really, you know, out there and we, can hold ourselves back from it, from the uncertainty, but totally, I think we're really seeing that shift in intergenerational and in the economy and all these things of like, okay, we're going to have to be more innovative and more creative in terms of, of how we create our world. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, right. And there might not be a title for your gift yeah. or position. <laughs> Um, so, (laughs) right. So you and I both work with a lot of women entrepreneurs and I'd love to hear about some of the common struggles, um, that you see with women entrepreneurs around money. 
Totally. I love this question because I think it's so important to normalize some of the like squirrely, struggly things that everyone has to go through. Um, and the first one I see a lot of is standing firm in your pricing, being able to confidently say, okay, like, here's what it is. Here's the value of it. Yes or no, I'm inviting you into this container. Um, but I just had a client, actually two one client and one friend I've been talking to about this recently where it was kind of, okay, well, like, this is the price that I want to charge, but this person that I'm talking to, I don't think she can really afford that, so I'm going to lower it. Maybe, like, what do you think? And kind of asking my opinion. And I think it's so interesting because it does a disservice in both, on both ends of, okay, you are charging less than you want, which doesn't feel good to you. And then in any kind of coaching or transformational relationship and really any product or service that you're offering, you know, calling your client into that container and the money is just an energy around that container. So it's really the financial investment is just a commitment to themselves and it's really not about us at all. So we can get really identified with the price of it. But if we're lowering that and lowering the commitment to herself, and so it does her a disservice too of um, weakening that commitment almost of like, okay, I'm going to, if we think about sometimes we take different courses for less money, but then we'll invest in a coach at a very high level. Like you're going to show up a lot more strongly to that thing that you're paying a lot of money for than you are, you know, something that was a little bit less of a stretch. And Mm -hmm. so when we price ourselves down because we're afraid no one is going to sign up for it, you know, it's just a different energetic container. And I'm not saying one is better or worse, but just being clear on, okay, this is what I'm creating. And here's the, the energetic investment that that requires. And I think that can be very, it's a struggle because we so closely identify with like with the price and mm-hmm. okay, well, if I'm charging this much and making it about me, not making it about the experience I'm creating. So when we can focus instead on the experience we're creating, it makes it a lot easier. Mm. Yeah. Um, That's a great yeah. point. I have some other thoughts. The other struggle yeah, I see. Ahead. Yeah. The other struggle I see, and I struggled with this a ton in the beginning is just being afraid of money. And it's so interesting because, you know, as a businesswoman, you kind of have to get familiar. You know, you want to know how much income you're making, what your expenses are. But, like, in the beginning, I was not tracking any of that. And I was scared of of money. Um, and, again, it comes back to self-identifying with that number okay, well, if I'm, like, not making a lot, then I'm going to feel bad about myself. Um, And so we can really take it personally. And I think when we can realize that money is neutral and it's just an energy, makes it a lot easier to say, okay, I'm just going to rip off this Band-Aid. I'm going to even just look at my bank statements. And, you know, sometimes women come to me and they're like, I don't even know how much money I made this past month. And I'm like, yep, been there. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And, you know, just 
being brave and not taking it personally and getting clear and transparent about what the situation is, is so empowering because then you can change it. So you actually can't change anything if you don't know what the, the issue is. Mm-hmm. So that's another big one. Yeah. On, on that point, I really, I see the same thing. It's like people are hiding from themselves. <laughs> it's really totally. <laughs> kind of, um, common, especially around money and finances, and there's so much shame, and that's why it is yes. so powerful. Whether it's working one-on-one with a coach or or in a group workshop course kind of setting, you know, people have these huge breakthroughs when they can just openly share and express themselves vulnerably about money, and then be like, "Okay, I'm still okay. Everyone still accepts me. I'm, I'm like alive. just to reveal yeah. this. I'm alive." <laughs> so. That is is really powerful to, uh, I encourage people to have have that courage to not hide from yourself and just be able to, uh, yeah, take that courage to to look at your own finances and speak more openly about money. I had a gigantic, I love all of that, it's so true. I had a gigantic breakthrough probably about two years ago now around that same concept of, I had this habit of called it like emotional binge spending of just kind of like closing my eyes and like mm-hmm. handing over my credit card and just saying like, okay, like here, you know, whatever. And then like $500 later, it's like, what did I just buy? I don't even like know what this is. Um, mm-hmm. But untangling that from my self-worth and saying, okay, I actually can, get my needs met like out in the open I can ask for what I want and I can expect to receive it maybe not in the way that I would want but in some kind of way was so empowering and realizing that I had really been relating to money from that kind of disempowered place like I need to kind of go in this roundabout way to get my needs met which in the end is kind of dysfunctional instead of just kind of being out in the open but it goes back to something a lot of women struggling with which is you know, asking for what we need. Mm-hmm. So right. it was a huge aha moment. I was like crying and, you know, it was one of those ballroom workshops and I'm like in the corner of the hotel crying. <laughs> totally. Normal. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you share that. It's so important to normalize it. You know, that it is an emotional thing. It seems like just numbers, oh, but totally. it's so much more. Um, so much more. Uh, yeah, Let, let's talk a little bit about how, how money is so much more and why more than numbers uh, and why shifting our money mindset is so powerful. Any experiences or um, examples that you want to give around that? So I, to me, money mindset is everything, right? Like you can know all the tools you can have all the budget because I had all this was like I was reading budgeting books I was reading financial management books I was reading you know all those like tools of the practical like okay here's how you manage your money but the missing piece was that emotional energetic component of how I'm relating to money in the first place. Because if I don't have my relationship with money straight, 
none of these things are going to work for me. I'm going to continue doing the squirrely thing with my credit card, and then I'm not going to have money to manage anyway. So mm-hmm. um, really digging deep into realizing that, you know, these strategies weren't working for me first. It was like, okay, there's something deeper going on here. I'm saying, okay, again, just realizing that there's something to be worked through and saying then, okay, well, how am I relating to money? What do I believe about money? What am I making my financial situation mean about me? Even when I was in consulting, making, you know, over six figures, it was a really, it was just, I never felt like I had enough. I was like, okay, well, what's that about? And mine, and so it goes into mindset of like, okay, how am I thinking, feeling, believing about money? And then, and then how is that showing up in how I treat it and how I act around it and how I manage it? Um, and then getting to the tools piece. But I think with your mindset, I mean, it, it starts there. And for me, it was really a deep dive in terms of, okay, what do I really believe about my self-worth of like how much I deserve and money is money good or bad? I know um, we can have a lot of like projections around money from our families or what we grew up thinking. And we grew up around money always being a stressor and a negative, like we can have some really negative feelings about money. And so um identifying and untangling all of that and then asking myself, okay, like how do I want to feel about money? What do I want to believe about money? Um, Even if I don't feel that 100% yet, how can I start to, this concept of act as if, how can I act as if, you know, I love money and I'm friends with money and I have a client who's always repeating this mantra, like money comes to me. And known from unknown and unknown sources, and I'm so excited to receive it. And so I love that. So I'm, you know, sharing that Mm. as much as I can. And so, okay, getting excited about how it's going to come. But I think really, if you're struggling with money in any capacity, uh, shifting your money mindset is absolutely the place to start because then everything can flow from there and it becomes so much easier. So Mm. much easier. I love that kind of, you know, two-pronged approach of both acknowledging where we're at, what our current beliefs and behaviors and attitudes are based on our money history and our families and, you know, how our brain is wired, and then also using these positive affirmations to create what we want, because it really is like requires both of those there, you know, the neural networks in our brain are actually, you know, kind of um, just the pathways are there for the way that we've been programmed when we were very young. And so as we acknowledge that, you know, I feel like that's why a lot of people don't have success if they just do the affirmations and then they get discouraged and stopped. And it really does require um, a bit of self-compassion and inquiry into those um, behaviors and beliefs that you grew up with. A hundred percent. And that can be very scary, right? Yeah. Like we don't want to look under the hood of what's there. It's it's almost easier to just say like, okay, I'm going to put a bandaid over it with this affirmation. Yeah. But unless you're 
really unpacking those kinds of, you know, beliefs. And again, it it can be painful when you realize like, oh my God, like I didn't, I didn't even know that I thought that, or I didn't even know that I was still carrying that. But I'm also a firm believer in you have to feel it to heal it and you have to acknowledge it before it can go away. Otherwise, it's it's always going to be running in the background, whether you acknowledge it or not. Yeah. And so just getting in there and saying, okay, like this is going to suck <laughs> and it's going to be really uncomfortable. And right. at the end, I'm going to feel so much better. I'm going to be free. And right. then I can create a new slate. Like I can create whatever I want. Whoa, how powerful. How powerful is that? Yeah, it really does free up a lot of energy too. You know, I've found that keeping secrets and hiding things just requires so much energy and creates separation and, and um, so much suffering. So yes, being authentic and, and uh, loving ourselves (laughs) is so crucial. Mm -hmm. So crucial. Um, so let's, uh, let's take a short uh, break here. And when we come back, I'd love to explore some more about why um, doing this kind of work in a group with other people is, is so powerful. And um, yes, we'll discuss that in just a moment. Do you get choked up and flushed talking about money? Don't let fear and shame stop you from sharing your value. Speak up, sister. Find out how to boost your financial communication skills at www.findyourmoneyvoice.com. Perhaps you're like Gwen, a budding creative entrepreneur who wants to provide for her family, but she has a tough time expressing her needs. She chronically undercharges and lays awake at night with money stress. With Crystal's Find Your Money Voice training, She found renewed confidence speaking her self-worth. Transform beliefs, behaviors, and skills with money. With greater clarity and focus, Gwen more confidently negotiated solid agreements and increased her business earnings with the trainings found at findyourmoneyvoice.com. All right, we are back with guest Natalie Taggart. And just uncovering some of these layers of um, beliefs and behavior that influence our behaviors around money. And uh, it's so important to hear these stories and just have compassion for ourselves and, and also build empathy and compassion for other people through um, processes of um, witnessing other people in, in sharing authentically and vulnerably about their money story. Uh, we both have, have experienced um, and, and are really passionate about the power of group transformation, um, transformational work around uh, money and value. And, and ultimately, it's the best way to kind of to dissolve the cloak of shame is to share, share what that vulnerable 
place is with someone else and and have the skills to hold other people with uh, compassion and understanding because quite frankly, you know, my degree is in economics and I really have seen how dysfunctional the system is and how much wealth has been consolidated into the hands of a few and how challenging, honestly, for the majority of the world's population, the economic situation is. And um, it really um, is, uh, is so it makes me so sad to see people internalizing that and beating themselves up because they aren't, you know, at this level of success that the mainstream story tells them they should be. So um, we both have have seen the power of of coming together as groups to kind of heal, heal some of our money uh, stories. And um, Natalie, I'd I'd love to hear why you're also so passionate about, um, you know, group work and, and especially for women coming together to, to kind of um, heal some of these money challenges. Oh my gosh, 100%. I think group work is so, so transformative. And the biggest thing for me personally that I've experienced from group work and that I've you know, heard from my clients and workshop participants is that shame factor, like healing that shame. We can, I mean, as women, ugh, I love what you were saying about kind of the mainstream culture. We can, we can have shame about anything and everything, right? And not just our money, but our bodies or our sexuality or our work situation or how we're being and, and money is a huge, huge part of that. And so, being able to, yeah, like not internalize that anymore and mm-hmm. say like, you know, this isn't because of anything that's wrong with me, right? Making it about us and instead creating some neutrality and removing that emotional charge around the situation and being witnessed in that and saying, okay, like we were saying before the break of that clarity, okay, here's what the situation is. And I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to be open and transparent about it. And I'm not going to die. And Mm -hmm. I still am deserving of love and I'm still worthy and I'm still here. I think is so powerful because at the end of the day, that's why we hide this kind of stuff, right? Is because we somehow believe it makes us not good enough or unworthy or undeserving. And so when we can prove to ourselves that, oh, okay terrifying thing or I got clarity around this scary situation and and I'm okay is is so powerful and a game changer just being witnessed in that um and still held is absolutely so transformative I think the other benefit is normalizing the struggle I know that this and and especially in the like entrepreneurial space we really Sometimes people really only are comfortable sharing kind of the wins and the highlights and not see, we don't see the struggle that goes into that and the self-doubt and the late nights and, you know, the money stuff. And I think it's so important to be able to come together and circle. And I know I would not 
still be in this work if I didn't have such a powerful support network. And I think it's so important to just kind of be witnessed and like, yeah, like it's a struggle right now and it doesn't mean you should quit. It doesn't mean that it's not working. It doesn't mean when you can take that longer view, um, it doesn't mean that things aren't coming together. It just means that it's a struggle right now and that's okay. It doesn't mean anything about you. And mm-hmm. and then kind of the flip side of that is celebrating the wins. I think it's so important. We can be so head down on our goals um, that kind of when it's time to celebrate something, it's like, well, like, who, who am I going to call? You know, who's there? And so having having that group, having women who are going to lift you up, who are cheering you on, who believe in you even when you don't believe in yourself, Um you know, is just so good. And then when you can kind of go back to the group and be like, oh, my gosh, you won't believe this amazing thing that just happened. And whether it's you or a sister in that group and being able to celebrate for her, it's just, you know, it's how we're wired. And it's so, so, so powerful. I'm a huge mm. fan. Oh, I know. I totally agree. I've uh, I've been part of a women's entrepreneur group for much of um, the last year and just really, oh, it's so great to have that place to share resources, celebrate wins, and just feel that depth of connection because in particular, you know, all humans are, are wired for connection, uh, but in particular, women really benefit from emotional connection and sharing and and that feeling of camaraderie because being an entrepreneur can um, be lonely in some ways you know a lot of it working from home from your computer and it's like okay where's the real you know people who I care about human interaction (laughs) and you're right it's like so much you know when you're at home looking through people's Facebook and it's all this positive stuff and that's only part of the story and so we kind of get a skewed perception of, of how easy success should be and get your six-figure launch blueprint and you're good to well, go. And yeah. <laughs> so. Download this checklist and you will be successful. <sighs> like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So this is part of changing the story, too, is, is having a place to to tell our own story, you know, and the full spectrum of our experience and you know, um, what, so what have you seen as people shift their, their stories about being successful women and good with money and, and what kind of outcomes do people experience? Oh my gosh. I, that's such a good question. The good with money thing is a big one. Uh, a lot of my clients have this story of either I'm bad with money or I just don't want to deal with it. Right. I wish someone would like swoop in and handle this for me mm-hmm. and that whole kind of Prince Charming complex. And it's a very disempowering place to come from, right? Because it's like, Oh, I need someone to fix this for me. I can't fix it on my own. And mm-hmm. I think when we can take ownership of ownership in a couple of different areas, ownership of the problem, right. Of like, okay, I created this situation. Like, that was me and coming at it with that sense of compassion of like, I was doing the best that I knew how at the time, because we can be really hard on ourselves, but realizing, okay, I'm doing the best I could. And this is a problem that I created or quote unquote an opportunity if you want to shift it. 
for my growth. So, okay, how am I going to grow around this? How am I going to grow into my solution? What kind of solution do I want to create? Okay, here's what I would love to see created as a solution to my problem. How am I going to take ownership of creating that solution and how am I going to take action on it? And I think that is, it's so empowering and it's just such an amazing, again, like in the beginning of our conversation talking about magic, like when you start taking action from that place, okay, I've owned this problem, I'm owning the solution, I'm going to start taking inspired action magical stuff happens that you can't even, you know, you have this one solution in mind and then something else completely amazing kind of comes into your awareness and like, oh, I wasn't even thinking about that as a solution, but because I got visible and because I'm out here being proactive, this thing was able to come to me that wouldn't have come to me if I was still kind of in that place of waiting for someone to come fix this for me. Mm-hmm. So, so it's so powerful and it's, again, all about that come from of like, okay, where, where, where's your energy? Where's your focus? And I've seen amazing results in my own life and with my clients when, when you can kind of flip that script and that story. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like entering into the co-creative process that is life that totally. we have to participate in, in it to expect results and, and also not only feel like we're doing it alone, the flip side of, of that, just, you know, trusting that our intentions and our vibration and the way we take care of ourselves um, really does then attract and um, uh, invite, yeah, invite in the co-creation with the, the animating force. And uh, yeah. And I think it's so important to have both, right? Like yeah. I've actually... I see in my world both sides of the coin. I, you know, see people who are just very flat and, like, just all about the taking action and just not mm-hmm. so much into the into the energetic woo, for lack of a better phrase, side. Right. And then I have people in my world who are very in that energetic kind of, okay, like I'm going to focus a lot on my energy, but maybe that action taking muscle is something that could be strengthened. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's so important to acknowledge that there's both. You can't just sit at home visualizing and then be like, well, where's my Ferrari or whatever. Um, And if you're only taking action, you miss a whole spectrum of really cool stuff. So, okay. Like blending those two is so powerful and really important. Totally agree. Yeah. It's, it's, I feel like part of what's happening is the balancing of the masculine and feminine within each person and some are more out of balance in a certain way. And so developing those magnetic, you know, felt qualities of and flowing of the feminine and then more the structure and the achievement and action oriented masculine qualities is ultimately what's, what builds um, long-term success. Totally. That sacred marriage. So good. Yeah. So so let's talk about how, you know, how obviously the world is in a big state of transition and um, you know, I, I feel like it's, 
it's really increasingly important that there's greater cooperation and collaboration, um, you know, between generations and and really that the marketplace is changing so much. And I've, I've really seen the way that we can um, shift from more of a competitive mindset to more finding relationships that are in resonance and being able to really um, create value from, from these kind of collaborative um, things. Would you like to say anything about how you see the importance of collaboration and cooperation between entrepreneurs? Oh my God, I love this question so much. Yes, and I think it's so important. And again, it's seeing that shift from such a masculine-oriented dominator model, like you were saying, into one that is more feminine, but really just in balance, right? Mm -hmm. And it's so powerful when we see women coming together and kind of back to the, the poppy analogy with the wildflowers of like, my success does not take away from your success and we can work together and create really beautiful things that didn't exist before. And it's not a zero sum game, you know, and mm -hmm. especially when it comes to between generations, I love that aspect of this question because I think in society as we traditionally can view it, it's very much this, there's this narrative, right, of go it alone and pulling it up by your bootstraps and all that kind of stuff. And you look even just one shade underneath that, you know, no one is meant to go it alone and you don't have to go it alone. And I think learning and getting the perspective of different generations is so valuable. My grandmother is one of my very best friends and she, like, I call her my feminist icon because um, she worked in finance in like the 70s and 80s when there were no women in finance. And so mm. it's just really cool. And she, keeps, she says to me all the time, you know, Natalie, I wish there was someone doing the work that you're doing, especially around women and self-doubt and confidence. You know, when I was in, in the working world, it would have made it so much easier. And so I can, I can take her wisdom and, and apply it to my own life. And then I would hope that I'm also adding something to her life of kind of look like we were, we're coming so far, these shifts are happening in the world. And, you know, thank you. A lot of it is inspired by you or because of the work that you did. Um, so I think it's so important to recognize where we come from and have that, that lineage almost, because otherwise we're just kind of floating out by ourselves and, a really lonely place to be. It's not how, again, how we're meant to be as a culture. So, yeah, totally. Right. And it's, uh, it's kind of, you know, missing in our society, that kind of reverence and building understanding between the generations, just the way that we separate, you know, children by age and the nursing home is over here and we're not living totally. in a tribal extended family where it's natural for grandma to be with the kids. Well, you know, it's like very, I saw um, an article about that a couple months ago and I, I think, I don't, I don't remember what country it was, but some country is instituting that. That's so genius. How are we not doing that? Every right. Day? 
Right. So, Why not have the, the priests, the kids with the, yeah, the elder. With grandma elder. and grandpa. Oh, totally. Okay. And, and that bigger sp- perspective, because if you just landed on planet Earth today and you're like, whoa, these are really interesting things happening and a lot of negative news and, you know, things feel uncertain because it's a transitionary time. So there is a lot of fear and doubt in the collective. And yet so many amazing possibilities because those leaps happen with the disintegration of the established systems. And so if we can have those perspectives from people, you know, the youth who are coming up are incredible and just have so much inspiration and insights and, you know, as do the, um, you know, baby boomers who have certain other resources and, and really, gosh, when I have collaboration with, with people of different ages, there's such a satisfaction and um, acknowledging my own unique perspective within the bigger span of, of uh, uh, people. 100%. And I think it's so, it's validation and a good kind of validation of, I find, if it's just me kind of thinking about my my work or my message on my own, it's kind of like, well, well, I think this is a good idea, but I don't actually know until I tell someone about it. And then to get that feedback of like, oh, yes, this is meaningful, or maybe it's not quite missing the mark. You know, it's just so validating in that good way of like, okay, this is, I'm on the right track or I'm not, and I can course correct as I need to. Yes, yes. Um, So let's, Let's talk a little bit more about, um, you know, there may be entrepreneurs listening who are feeling kind of stuck with how they can get more visibility and get more comfortable putting themselves out there and charging what they're worth. And I'm wondering if there's anything you'd like to say to those people struggling in that way. Totally. Um, The thing that I always say right off the bat is that you wouldn't have the desire to do the thing that you're thinking about if it wasn't meant for you. Oftentimes when we're thinking about making a big leap, it's like, oh, well, how is all that going to come together? And me, myself, you know, how can it, how am I going to do it all by myself? And know that that desire is divinely inspired And you wouldn't have it if the universe didn't want to conspire to help you create it. And so just take that first step and work through that fear because, you know, I want to see what you have to offer and we all need what you have to offer or else it wouldn't be in your, in your brain. So coming from that place and just taking on that shift, I find is really powerful and charging what you're worth with just realizing again, that what you have to offer is valuable and it's actually not about you. It's about the service that you're providing and the transformation that you're offering to your people, whoever that may be. And so kind of taking your ego out of the game and understanding and that for that container that you're creating and the work that you're doing will make the whole process a lot easier. Mm, Yes. Right. And seeing it as, um, you know, it's been helpful for me just seeing having, having those long-term goals. And sometimes it's a 
sprint and you have to push hard to, to do a certain launch or event and then um, things kind of go into a more quiet phase and just like you were speaking about the natural rhythms of our bodies, there's also natural rhythms to our business and not always trying totally. to, be, <laughs> to be in the, the go, go, go all the time. Yeah, right. So I, I think that's really important to, you know, talking the day to day, you know, when are you most likely to want to, you know, reach out and connect and call people. And then in your monthly cycle, when are your hormones around ovulation really going to support you and like getting out there and doing a TEDx talk, <laughs> just kind of oh my God, yeah. these, uh, these different cycles of, of life. <laughs> And not freaking out. Like, I know it's happened to me and a bunch of my entrepreneur friends. I'm like, okay, we'll have a really boom cycle, like doing really well, making a lot of sales. And obviously that's really exciting. And then you kind of go into this lull and it's hard not to freak out. Like, oh my God, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what happened, you know? And just realizing that like anything else cycle doesn't mean there's anything wrong or that you're doing anything wrong. It's just you know, with every action, there's a reaction and you have to have contrast. So some months you're not going to make as many sales and that's okay. Hmm. Yeah. And, and I've really been appreciating about the way that you consistently show up, like in the social media and your Facebook group and just consistently taking steps every day, you know, even, even if they seem small, just to, yeah, just to be out there and, uh, yeah, I, I really love that about what you've been creating. Um, that is the one thing I'm like, okay, if I can, no matter how I'm feeling, if I can just show up in a small way every day, like trusting that, you know, then when it's really good or it's bad, like if I can just show up and do the work every day, it makes me feel like I'm, you know, making progress for sure. Right. Yes. So if people are um, enjoy what they've heard today, um, could you tell them a little bit more about how to uh, find out more and about the five-day confidence course you have? Absolutely. So you can come visit me at Natalie A. Taggart, T-A-G-G-A-R-T dot com. Um, and that really, that has all my resources, kind of my home online. Uh, you also mentioned my Facebook group, which is called Magic Circle. So if you just search into the Facebook bar, Magic Circle, um, I'm in there. That's pretty much the best way to interact with me personally online because I'm in there every day doing live streams and posting fun content and really whatever, whatever I feel like. <laughs> and then um, my confidence course is five days and it's really for that entrepreneur who's feeling like they have a big vision like they want to be taking inspired action in their lives but they're scared and they don't know what the next step is so we go through um, my initiate process which is all about getting crystal clear on that vision and I, I use the word admitting because sometimes that's the energy around it, even admitting to yourself that that's what you want to go after. Oftentimes when we have a big dream, it can be so scary that we don't even want to acknowledge it. So getting to that place of like, okay, like, yes, I do want this and I'm ready to go after it. And then working through some of those initial fears that can come up so you can take 
that first inspired action to creating what you want, which then I always find inspires more inspired action. So you can find that on my website as well. Excellent. Um, yeah, I really encourage people to check that out and, and take some action because I know how it can feel, you know, feeling stuck and overwhelmed and confused, like not sure what, what to do next or how to manifest this big vision or gift. Like, big, how, totally. how do you get people to like give you money for doing what you love? <laughs> and uh, I tell you, it's totally possible. And, uh, yeah, that it's a great way to uh, to sign up for that course and get inspired. Um, what uh, what closing thoughts in the last few minutes uh, would you like to share with people? Yeah, I just want to thank you again for having me. This has been such a uh, uh, interesting and scintillating conversation, and I want to speak to something you, you touched on towards the end, which is which is this idea of kind of our shifting economy and how we're seeing the breakdown of, of the old structures, which can feel very scary if we're focusing on the problem, right? If we're looking at like, oh my God, like things are breaking. It's not working the way I thought it was going to. My life isn't turning out the way I thought it was going to, all that kind of stuff. And so I would just really encourage, and this is something that I've taken on in my own life, all of us to look at these problems as opportunities and saying, okay, like, yes, this old way isn't working. This masculine dominator paradigm is broken and we're all feeling that. And so, okay, what am I going to do about it? And how can I take this opportunity to be a part of the change and, and just step into that vision for myself because even just talking about it, you can feel the, the resonance of those two different places. And so I think it's just such an opportunity for all of us to say, okay, like what is, what kind of world do I want to live in? What do I want to create? Um, and how do I want to be a part of this change? And how, how am I going to step into that? So mm. I think it's a really important thing to take on for all of us as, as we move forward the next years and decades Mm -hmm. I invite everyone listening to take a few deep breaths here and just let that soak in that feeling that you are a valuable participant in the great turning that's happening here and just taking some deep breaths and feeling that that excitement that comes with this opportunity that we have here as humanity at this time of great transformation. And just finding from this place of of possibility, what is yours to do? What is that gift? If you hold your hands open like a cup um, in front of you, what is that gift that you see in, in your hands that you are here to offer the world that will create the more beautiful world that our hearts know is possible. And just <clears throat> feel yourself in the joy of giving this gift with this natural magic, this flow of genuine generosity, and just feel yourself as 
connected with that source. You connect with your breath and let all of these words from today and this inspiring conversation really soak into your being and um, just really encourage you to take some step towards, um, towards, well, some genuine generosity today. It may be a random act of kindness. It may be an expression of gratitude or appreciation for a mentor or someone in your life. Um, just some way that you can be um, gen genuinely generous and give from that place of, of fullness and love. And uh, so appreciate what you um, brought forth today, Natalie. It was super valuable and just um, loved your perspective on how we can become more empowered as women and entrepreneurs and really enjoy our relationship with money more. And uh, so appreciate what you shared today. Thank you so much. And so everyone just enjoy this feeling, soak it in and then uh, reach out and um, engage with this natural magic. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to subscribe to the show and rate and review our podcast at iTunes. Be sure to visit www.moneymorphosis.com. That's money-m-o-r-p-h-o-s-i-s.com to join the growing community of empowered women who are dedicated to creating the true wealth they deserve.